Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And, uh, well, let's kick right into it. Last night, uh, I had a fantastic show at uh, Shakeover Tuesdays at Shakers on Clark. Um, it uh, is a show that's run by uh, Steph Chiraska. Uh It's the second show that I've done for her. And uh, the third show that I've been on with her, she's absolutely fantastic, a truly dynamic person, uh, very funny, puts on a great show. This was a women and non-binary uh, uh, comic showcase. Um, whole lineup was great. You know, Steph, as I mentioned, uh, KJ Whitehead, who I'll talk about in a moment, uh, Kate Wooters, Whitney Wasson, um, just really, really fun show. Um, and I'm, I'm super glad I got to be a part of it. The, the folks who came out to see it were the best, um, you know, really on board with the show. They, they, the crowd was delightful. The, the lineup was delightful. It was great. It was great. Uh, I recommend checking that show out, uh, if you get the chance. Um, cause it's great to see shows where, you know, uh, women and uh, non-binary folks and trans folks and, and otherwise marginalized folks get to have the focus. Speaking of which, uh, after I did the show, um, I uh, found out that the the local show Outside Amy Schumer, which KJ Whitehead, who I just mentioned, uh, produces and hosts, hosts that show, um, was taking place uh, so I went to that show and, uh, the focus on that show is, you know, uh, a lot of people when they, when they talk about, you know, women in comedy or feminism in comedy or, or whatnot, Amy Schumer is kind of the cultural touchstone, uh, deservedly or undeservedly at this point. Um, but this is a, a focus on, you know, especially more marginalized folks, uh, people of, of color, uh, trans folks, queer folks, etc. non-straight cis het white women uh is is the focus and uh uh penelope torres who i know from comedy shrine uh she's done game of microphones a few times and you know we met at the open mics and everything uh she was on the show plus a slew of other funny women um so that is a uh monthly show uh that you should also check out um you know as i'm getting out into uh, the city more. I'm realizing just how close so many of these shows are to each other. Like within walking distance of Shakers on, uh, uh, Shakers on Clark was the, um, you know, the, the outside Amy Schumer show laugh factory is with like, I walked to all of these places. That is wild. I get why people are able to do, you know, multiple mics and, and multiple shows and stuff like that in a night out in the city. Cause yeah, you can, a, a lot of these venues you can walk to, uh, from each other. So hopefully as I continue to break my way into uh, the city more and more, uh, I will have more and more shows that uh, you can walk to and shit like that. So that would be cool. Um, but yeah, last night was absolutely great and absolutely needed. Uh, it, it felt real good, you know, having a, a, a strong set. Um, you know, and Steph, who'd seen some of that material before, uh, at, at previous shows was like, yeah, the, the stuff you're doing is getting super tight and super solid. And so that, that meant a lot to me to hear, uh, 
you know, someone who sees me uh, doing the thing and, and, you know, sees the material and is enjoying the material more as I do it more because it's, you know, getting getting tighter and I'm getting more comfortable in it. Uh, one of the things that's been making me more comfortable, of course, is my time uh, hosting Game of Microphones, um, you know, because wherever you put me on a show now, like I have started shows from, you know, absolute, you know, ground zero when it when it comes to warming up a crowd um, and and stuff like that. And so knowing that I can, you know, find a way to to get a get a laugh or get some humor, or get some some comfort in there and work off the crowd and play with the crowd uh, is making me just a more comfortable, more confident comedian um, you know, whether I'm opening a show or closing a show or middle of the show, wherever you put me, uh, I'm, I'm starting to feel more, more comfortable and more confident with that. And, uh, so with that game of microphones, uh, is happening tomorrow, uh, cause I'm re- recording and releasing this on Wednesday. So, uh, September 26th, um, it's going to be a banger. Uh, Elena Ryan, Andre Hashem, Luke Gerald, Jesse Chamberlain, Ray Wisbrock, Eddie P, uh, and then uh, uh, Darius Kennedy headlining. I will be hosting. I believe Waleed Ismail is going to be doing a guest spot. It's going to be a banger show. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we've got some some first timers on the show, uh, some some repeat folks on the show. It's going to be fun. Uh, so that's tomorrow. And I'm I'm grateful to be doing it. If you follow me on social media, you probably already know. Uh, this is the one-year anniversary of my first appearance on Game of Microphones, which also means a year ago uh, at this time, I was thinking about quitting comedy altogether. Uh, I, I almost quit after um, Game of Microphones. I almost quit before Game of Microphones, but I, I had agreed to do the show, so I was like, I'm going to do the show, and then I'm done. Uh, and then I did the show, and I won the show, and then I got a weekend, you know, guest spot uh, shortly after that. And it was like, well, I guess I can't quit because I guess I'm doing something right. And I, you know, I, I had a period of, of doubting myself and my skills and my abilities, uh, which, you know, a lot of that related to not performance-based things, but personal-based things that were happening around the scene at that time and, you know, bullshit that I was getting roped into um, and so I almost quit and I'm, I'm glad I haven't because, you know, here I am a year later doing more shows than ever, you know, getting booked in places and going to more venues. And now I'm a producer on, on, you know, game of microphones and I host and it's a thing. And so I'm, I'm glad I, I never, you know, quit cause I, I was very close, um, and so I'm grateful to be doing this and I'm, you know, honestly, I'm grateful uh, to be doing this, even without that being involved. You know, I, I look back on all of the things that I've done performance wise, whether it's, you know, wrestling or music or, or this or anything. And honestly, the fact that I've done all of the things I've done with any degree of success is incredible to me, you know, um, because I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to do all these these things. You know, I, I never should have been a pro wrestler. 
you know, I joined later in life for a wrestler. Uh, I was racked with injuries. My body was a total mess at the time. And I was able to build myself back up and rehab and, you know, find my way into a ring and then have a, a decent, you know, 10 year run on and off involved in the wrestling industry. That's insane. You know, uh, I'm vocalist for the, the metal band Uncouth, and, you know, I'm not even like the most metal person, uh, in the world. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not, I, I enjoy metal. Don't get me wrong. And I, I truly enjoy the music that we make, but it's just wild to me, uh, that I, I found my way in this band and, you know, we're working on a full length and we're, you know, we've got some shows coming up that'll be announced soon. And it's been wild. And the fact that, you know, I've gotten to play with the band. Now we've played festivals, we've played stages that I've gone to see bands that I enjoy, you know, play shows at certain venues. And now I've played those venues and that's wild to me. Now with the comedy thing, like I got into stand up on a lark, you know, I, I was just on Facebook talking about, you know, Oh, I've done, you know, some theater I've done, uh, you know, some, uh, TV work. I've, I've done wrestling. I've done music. I've done poetry. You know, I've never done stand up. Maybe I should try that. And a friend of mine was like, all right, fine, we're doing it. And, and my buddy Q dragged me out to my first open mic and was like, here you go, we're doing it. And I haven't stopped since, you know, there hasn't been more than maybe a week where I haven't stepped on a stage to at least do an open mic. Um, so the fact that I'm I'm doing this when it was, it was almost just an offhanded yeah I'd like to try that sometime, um, is is amazing and I'm you know so uh, grateful to be doing it all. Um, hi Kobe, babe, what are you doing? Okay, uh, if you hear noises in the background, my cat. Uh, Kobe has decided to join me on the podcast once again, so that's what's happening. She is currently uh, scratching her face on my uh, <laughs> on my phone. Thanks, Kobe. Cool. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, oh God, the world is kind of a shit show, isn't it? Um, you know we've got the the impeachment thing that is maybe happening maybe not happening um i'm uh, they could have done this immediately after this motherfucker was elected like there there have been so many impeachable offenses and now they're trying to hang it on on this whole thing with the ukraine what stopped them from doing it before you know, well, I know what stopped them from doing it before. This time he's going after, you know, Joe Biden and the establishment loves Joe Biden. And so they will do anything to protect Joe Biden at all costs, other than protect him from himself by taking him out of the race, because this is fucking embarrassing. And this isn't a political podcast, I realize, and I don't talk a lot about politics. And especially just because, look, anyone who is dug in on the pro-Trump side, they're not changing. It's too late. 
if kids in cages didn't change you, if, you know, Mexicans are rapists didn't change you, if grab them by the pussy didn't change you, if trans folks can't serve in the military didn't change you, if none of the things that have happened during this administration have gotten you to say fuck Trump in all ways, shapes, or forms, I'm not changing your mind. And honestly, I'm surprised you listen to my podcast. Um, if, if you are still on board with Trump, there's no changing your mind. You have bought into it and to, you know, to, to change now, you would have to acknowledge that none of the other things changed your mind. Uh, and the people who are anti-Trump, you know, the right people, um, you know, all we're doing is, is backing, uh, a party that does not give a fuck. You know, if the Democrats gave a fuck, they would have put a stop to this shit right at the outset. Like I said, there have been innumerable occasions for impeachable, you know, offense, uh, to, to be taken to task, you know, whether it's the, uh, emoluments, you know, cases, whether it's the Russian interference, whether, you know, because everything that came out in the in the uh, Mueller report was like, hey, I can't prosecute, but here, impeach the motherfucker. Here's all the evidence. And they just fucking didn't. And now they're waffling because it's like, oh, well, if we try to impeach, you know, it it might, you know, negatively affect the the outcome of the 2020 election. And then all of a sudden, you know, Joe Biden's name comes up and they're like, oh, shit, we have to impeach. So, you know what? Fuck the Democrats you know, just fuck them completely. Um, they're who I'm voting for, you know, cause th- I know what the deal is. I know what's at stake. I know the situation. So whoever they put up as the candidate against Trump, they're getting my vote, whether I fucking like them or not, because anything is better than this fucking shit show. It is disgusting. And the fact that we're still allowing this to run rampant is fucking horrifying. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my take on that. Fuck all of this shit. Um, I hope they impeach the motherfucker. I hope he gets taken out of office. And then I hope he gets, uh, charged with a a number of counts when he's no longer president. I hope, uh, the motherfucker rots in prison for the rest of his life, but also fuck Nancy Pelosi and fuck the establishment Democrats. And I hope they all age the fuck out and are replaced by all of the people who are actually trying to do some shit uh, for this fucking world. Um, It's wild that we have, you know, teenagers speaking in front of the UN being like, hey, you've destroyed our fucking future. We're not going to have an earth to live on. What the fuck is wrong with you? The fact that that's the the situation we're, we're living in and there's people who are like belittling these children who are just trying to make sure that there is a future for them to have. The fact that there are people belittling these these, these youth is disgusting. Um, you know, grown ass adults saying truly heinous shit about children and teenagers. It's horrifying. Um, so we live in a shit show, and that's my take on politics as it stands right now. Like I said, not the most political podcast. I'm not, unless that's something y'all would be interested in. Like I could give political hot takes, you know, if, if you want. Um, but you know, for now, uh, that's all I've got to say about it. Uh, moving on. 
recommendations. Let's go from talking about some shit that's horrifying to some shit that I enjoy. Uh, I've got some music recommendations. Uh, first up, uh, it's uh, a track by Mickey Blanco off of uh, Blanco's 2016 album, Mickey. The song is For the Cunts. Uh, it is a, a, a tripped out, you know, banger little song. Um, the, uh, the album Mickey came out just one year after Mickey Blanco made the public announcement of being HIV positive after first being diagnosed in 2011. And the, the coming out was a decision that Blanco worried might end his career. Um, but then after the album dropped in 2016, saw greater success than ever before. Uh, a number of, you know, U.S. and world tours. Uh, the album had three singles, two of which received music video treatment. And Blanco has since gone on to appear in music videos for Madonna, uh, as well as working on the not-yet-released follow-up album, uh, which is supposed to be due sometime this year. Uh, apparently it's like chock full of cool collaborations and stuff like that. Um, Mickey Blanco is one of the wildest live performers I've ever seen, you know, musically and, and just uh, aesthetically mixing, you know, rap and punk and dance club and underground rave and intense interaction, if not downright confrontation with the crowd. You know, I saw Mickey Blanco open for She Wants Revenge, which is a pairing I absolutely adore. Um, but a lot of people were there just to see She Wants Revenge, which is kind of a, you know, dark wavy 80s new wave in influenced dance sex music. Um, you know, then having the whirlwind that is Mickey Blanco come out on stage uh, was insane because it was a crowd that was not equipped, uh, not ready at all. I also saw Mickey Blanco uh, on, on tour with, uh, Cakes Tequila, and that was a fantastic show, um, if you ever get the chance to see Mickey Blanco live, absolutely do so, um, another artist, uh, who's in my recommendations, uh, is Princess Nokia, uh, for the song that just came out, so it's a 2019 song, Sugar Honey, Sugar Honey Iced Tea, uh, or shit for short, um, uh, Princess Nokia is actually an artist who appeared on a Mickey Blanco track back in 2014, that track being Wish You Would. Uh, and Princess Nokia is another incredible live performer, bend genres to her will, you know, bringing elements of emo into her music on mixtapes like A Girl Cried Red, and using her platform to promote intersectional feminism and queer pride in the rap genre. Uh, I saw Princess Nokia at Pilsen Fest a few years back, she absolutely owned the crowd, and on this track, uh, there's a, a funky horn section sample, some choir samples, and, and a lot of stuff that just creates a really dynamic groove, you know, along with Princess Nokia's, um, you know, aggressively laid back and laid back aggressive vocal flow. Um, Princess Nokia is, is fantastic, and I highly recommend checking her out. Uh, so those are your recommendations for the episode, um, which brings us to our tarot pull uh, to close out, as always. I'm pulling from the 90s tarot deck by Christy Prokopiak, and uh, the card that I've pulled for this episode is the King of Wands. Uh, the King of Wands in this deck is represented by Missy Elliott, which is... You know, that's just fantastic because Missy Elliott is riding a huge resurgence wave. 
uh, right now. And uh, this card represents creativity, leadership, drive, energy, charisma, and, and more. Like this, this card is the king you want to be, you know, because it's the, the king is a leader, but not a leader in a bossy way. Uh, this is a, a card uh, representing someone who is paving roads, you know, and people are able to join them and follow them along on those roads as a result. You know, so the, the question raised by this card is what doors are you opening for people, you know? Um, and uh, so if, if the king, uh, th this particular card is representative of someone you've met recently, you're likely impressed with them and you want to follow them and you want to see what they're doing and, and, and go along with them. And in this instance, that's not the worst course of action, you know, because like I said, they're not there to boss you around. Likely they view you as a peer, you know, as opposed to uh, an underling or, or a follower. Um, you know, so if the king is someone you've met, roll with them. They're, you know, they're doing something right and you're, you're going to want to follow along with that. Uh, if you are the king here uh, and there's something in your life that feels stagnant or there's decisions, or, or, you know, that need to be made, now is the time for you to take charge and make things happen and, you know, enjoy that kind of leadership role, you know, and, and again, you know, make sure that as you lead, you are not telling people what to do. You're simply opening the doors for them to be able to do what they want to do. You know, that's the best kind of, of leadership is the inspirational kind and the kind where you are not forcing people to do things. You're showing people things that can be done and they're doing those things as a result of seeing that it can be done. You know, um, and once again, that brings me to giving a shout out to folks like, uh, like Steph Jaraska and uh, uh, KJ Whitehead, who are doing absolutely that, you know, opening those doors, paving those roads, and, you know, making space for people who otherwise might be looked over. So, uh, you know, shout out once again to them. And, you know, shout out to you, uh, you know, as you go forward, keep these things in mind, you know, what, what platforms are you giving to other people and what doors are you opening and, and how are you using your efforts and your space and your time uh, to make the world a, a, a better place. Uh, so there you go. That's your tarot pull for the episode. Uh, that brings us to the end. Um, you know, I hope to see you tomorrow and every Thursday at Game of Microphones. Uh, I have so many other shows coming up. Um, Monday, October 7th, I've got So Emo at Elixir in Andersonville, Chicago. And then uh, on the uh, the 10th of October, I'm going to be back at uh, the Ashbury Improv, which I am so excited for because that's one of my favorite rooms that I've ever done. I'm, I'm so stoked on that room. Uh, more shows to come, more things to be announced as they're ready to be announced. Um, but in the meantime, uh, that's the end of the episode. And so there's only one last thing that I could ask of you, and that is to keep that trash fire burning. <laughs>